Welcome to Kubrick Group's first ever Data Balance podcast. Each month we will be interviewing a variety of talented and inspiring people who use data and technology in their career. We'll be discussing diversity challenges and opportunities across the industry and shining a light on ways to create a more diverse team and all the advantages that diversity brings when creating teams to solve complex problems. In this first podcast, we'll be looking at the issue of gender diversity in data. This is an issue we are passionate about here at Kubrick. Women are underrepresented across the data industry, and we're working hard with our partners and clients to improve this. In this podcast, we'll talk to Devon Edwards, an inspiring and award-winning data engineer who has already achieved so much so early in her career. We talk to her about her experiences of being a young woman working in the data industry, what she has done to create an impact in her team, and advice for other young women joining the industry. Please welcome Devon to the podcast. Devon is a data engineer at Lloyds Banking Group and has won um, and been recognised as a highly inspirational and influential woman in data by various organisations like WISE and Future Stars of Tech. Devon, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So I'll I'll start with the second one then. So Future Stars of Tech um, was an award. I think it was run for the first time in 2018. And um, I was very lucky in that a woman that I volunteered with as part of a meetup group that's called the Artificial Intelligence Group for Gender Minorities. So we're co-organisers, I suppose, of that meetup group. Um, She actually nominated me for that, which is brilliant, um, because I'd only been working in data, I think, 12 months at that point. So not very long. Um, Yeah, so I I went along to this event, kind of not expecting anything to happen, just thinking it'd be a nice evening out. I'd even actually taken my shoes off at that point uh, whilst we (laughs) sat down at the table because they were hurting me. And then they announced my name. Um, So I got to go up and win that. And that was a really nice kind of moment because I'd, I think, like I said, recently, 12 months before that, transitioned into data. So that that was really lovely. And then WISE. So WISE is an organisation in the UK. Um, They focus on women in STEM fields. So science, technology, engineering and maths. And they they essentially, I think they're kind of unique in that they focus specifically on technical roles. There's a lot of organisations that focus on women in leadership, for example. but WISE is focused on technical roles and they have the short-term goal of getting a million women into STEM in the UK by 2020. Um, And I don't think we're far off that now. So yeah, two kind of fantastic organisations. It must have been quite empowering at such an early start to start to be recognised and supported by your peers. Yeah, it was. It had a big kind of psychological impact Mm -hmm. on me because I've been struggling a little bit with the amount of things I had to learn uh, and the fact that I kept making mistakes as everyone does when you're new to something. Um, But yeah, it was a real kind of... um, the word is like boost I suppose yeah to keep going and that I kind of deserve to be in data and, and felt like I belong there so no it's really recognition nice. it's important to be recognized for the hard work you have been doing yeah that's it and I think it was the fact that somebody else had kind of nominated me for it as well so I've been lucky since then my line manager for example has nominated me for some awards and it's just a brilliant feeling um, for someone to yeah like you say recognize what you're doing and especially when you don't expect it mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's lovely um, and that's something we can all do for other people as well you know put people forward for things so here's a bit of a tough question to start off with, straight off the bat. Um, views on gender diversity in data. What do you think about it? Do you think it's a challenge we're facing in the industry? Do you, have you found that it's a problem? How do you think about it? What, do you, what are your views on it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely a challenge. Um, I think anybody that works in the field and has even been to a data conference, for example, has experienced that kind of being the only one in the room type feeling. Um, happens quite a lot for me, even at work, in meetings and things like that. Mm. So I think it is a big problem. And I think part of the reason for that um, is that we have a very traditional idea of what we want in in the people that we hire. So we have like an image almost of what we're looking for. Mm. And I think 
people that traditionally have worked in these fields, they, they expect, for example, people to have STEM backgrounds, um, to have worked, to study these subjects. And often women aren't the first people that they think of um, when they're hiring. So I think generally the, the industry has been quite slow to embrace difference and to, to think outside of that box about who they're hiring. Um, and then naturally, because we have fewer women studying these subjects and, and doing these kind of jobs, you're going to have fewer women in those roles. So yeah, I think there's a lot of factors really that influence that, but definitely a big problem. And I guess as well, I think in your experience, what are the problems, what are the knock-on effects of having a lack of gender diversity in the team? Mm. So I was thinking actually um, the other day of kind of examples that I've seen of this. And I think the most interesting one for me was when I read about um, a police department in America and they were using facial recognition technology mm. to kind of um, match suspects to, um, to mugshots that they had. And they were finding that they were misidentifying black people and women. Um, and the reason for that was that they hadn't trained their technology basically on images of, of those people. So it was all um, white men, essentially. So the machine wasn't very good at classifying those people. Um, and it was built by Amazon and Amazon kind of came out and said, you know, you wouldn't. They basically blamed the police department and said, oh, you didn't get the settings right. That's why that this didn't work. Um, and they kind of said, which I thought was quite blasé, that you wouldn't throw away the oven just because it burnt the pizza once. So they, <laughs> for them, it was as simple as it's like burning pizza. But actually, you were misidentifying people as criminals when they were innocent. So it's a big, it's a big issue. Um, and in response to that, so I found a, a fantastic website. It's called the Algorithmic Justice League, which I think is a brilliant name. And it was kind of collecting examples of these sorts of things where people have used like machine learning um, on either biased data sets or with teams that just weren't very diverse. And as a result of that, you're, you know, the results that you get at the end are, are rubbish and they have real implications for people. So I think there's a lot of examples of that. Um, it's not just theory, it actually does impact people's lives. Absolutely, and that's a knock-on effect of the output, just skewed out inputs putting in. Mm, exactly. Um, so what about, I guess, more professionally within teams? Have you ever worked on like a homogenous team where you were saying earlier about being the only person in the room, you're recognising that you're one in a group of men. Um, have you ever felt that that's kind of led a project or a programme askew because you've had a lack of gender diversity in the strategy, in the planning, in the delivery, and maybe because of that or maybe a side effect of that, things have gone wrong? Yeah, perhaps not so much things going wrong. I think one of the benefits of being in such a highly regulated industry is that um, it would almost be stopped before it got to the point. But I think you see it a lot in the, the stage where you're coming up with ideas, so throwing around ideas of how to actually start the project. Um, perhaps when you're thinking about which data sets you actually want to use in the first place. So again, like I said, often I'll be the, the only woman in the room. Um, and I think that's a pattern that I see across, across kind of the business and data teams. And I think you just, you're, if you've got people that obviously think the same, you're going to get very similar ideas. And I think sometimes you would benefit from having a broader range of perspectives at that very early stage, because often you get, as you probably know, a few months down the line in a project and realise you could have done things differently um, at the start and probably would have done it better. So I think it's quite tangible at that stage. Um, but thankfully, no, no examples myself of it going wrong, which is a good thing. It's great. Happy for you for that. I think as well, like talking about being um, being able to come up with ideas and creatively starting up a project, what do you think about being the only person in the room who is a woman and having the confidence to have your ideas and say them even if they're slightly off track or in that creative space, having that area and confidence to say something that you think may or may not be different to the narrative in the room? Mm, it's a good question. It's something I think, so I, I've been working about four years now, um, particularly in the first maybe two, two and a half even years of working. I really struggled with that. Um, I did as well. Yeah, I, I think I, as well. I, I think a lot of people do. I still do. Mm, exactly. Yeah, it's it's something that you kind of continually have to work at. I think. Mm. Um, but I would notice, for example, um, so now 
maybe like younger women coming in, like on the graduate scheme or whatever, they'll, mm. they'll walk into a room and sit right at the back, yeah. like kind of move themselves away from yeah. the discussion. Um, if they, if they have an idea, they'll say, I think, or I think that's something, or how about this, instead of just kind of stating what they think. So I think you have to, I just did it there. <laughs> you have to kind of get over doing that sort of thing and just keep trying, keep kind of testing things out. Um, so now, for example, I'll make a point to actually sit at the table and sit at the head of the table if that's an option, if there's not someone there. And it's not because I, you know, I'm in charge of the discussion or whatever. It's just that I know that naturally I will hold back more um, because I'm aware of being the only one in the room. So, yeah, it's quite helpful to have somebody else to kind of point that stuff out to you as well. And then you can work on it and make a point to do something about it. But I think it is a, a continual kind of learning journey, I suppose. No one kind of cracks it straight away. I agree. And I think even subconsciously, when you... When you're in a room and somebody else comments and you hear another female voice or somebody else saying something you agree with, it's almost like a waterfall effect. You inevitably mm. join in and you agree and you speak up yeah. without even realising what you were holding back on or even contributing to. So mm. I agree, I think it's a crash effect. So I guess, what do you think we can do? Um, obviously, even recognised as a highly influential woman in data and that's, that's fantastic. So what do you think you're doing and what can our listeners do to kind of move this forward and support more women in data? Yeah, I think, so me personally, in terms of what, what I do, um, one of the big things actually, and one of the things that made a big difference to me was getting involved in meetups. So um, I'm lucky being based in London that there is a big tech meetup scene um, and big data meetup scene as well. Um, there was a group specifically called the Artificial Intelligence Club for Gender Minorities. So I got involved with them, I think it was about two and a half years ago now. Um, and they're fantastic. So they focus specifically, like I says, on, on gender minorities, but also on actually skills. So it's not just talking about diversity issues. In fact, we rarely do that. It's focusing on actually building the skills that you need to do the jobs um, and to move into the industry. And I think that's quite important because you can't argue at the end of the day with skills. Um, and it, it kind of helps people to get over that perception that they don't belong almost in the industry, um, particularly women, I think. So, yeah, I think you can... If not volunteering, if not setting up these kind of communities yourself, go out and find them, be part of them and kind of support other people that are there. Um, and even if you feel like you're still fairly kind of um, early in your career, there's always people that are a few steps, you know, um, behind where you are. So what you have to say is valuable, I guess. Um, you've got valuable kind of advice that you can give other people. And just being there, being visible is, is really important. Mm, I completely agree. I completely agree. And I think as well, when it comes to like a holistic network of people supporting one another, it almost to a degree doesn't matter where you are in your career because when you've mm. got people, when you've got a human element to it and you've got an, like an emotional aspect, it doesn't matter how many years you've worked, people still feel the same thing. Mm. Um, I think that's a really key point. Yeah, I completely agree. So how did you how did you find out about these events, these team ups, and these meetups? Did you find them out yourself? Was there support from your company to find them or the yeah. word of mouth? I think actually thinking about it, so I think the company had started to partner with meetups um, to hold almost events aimed at recruiting people because um, it, it's a brilliant way to get to, to sort of get in front of people that you wouldn't usually get applying to your jobs themselves. So it's kind of like reaching out to them rather than them reaching uh, and coming and finding you. So I think it was that. I think that kind of put the idea in my head. Um, and then it was as simple as going onto the meetup website and just searching and seeing what was out there. And to be honest, like not, not all groups are made equal. Some of them are better than others. So I had to go, a few, to, go to a few first to find one that really fit. Um, but I think it's worth it. It's worth kind of turning up and just trying them out. Um, and some of them are more geared towards women. So that one is obviously gender minorities, so women and, and other groups. But some of them are more general. And I found that the kind of women-focused groups were much more supportive. So I'd recommend starting there, I think, um, and just seeing what fits. And I think it's great because I do a company with sponsoring and partnering up with them as well. Mm. Um, do Lloyds do that often, do you find? Or is that something that's promoted across the levels and across teams? Yeah, I think 
some of the groups are starting to do it. I'd say more so the technology and data-focused ones. Mm. Um, so we did one at the start of this year, actually, uh, aiming to get more data engineers and data scientists in. Um, and I think just the reason for that was that we'd, we'd done the kind of first step, which is look at your job ads, check that you don't have like gendered language and everything like that. Um, think about how you're actually promoting the job. So we've done that. We knew that the adverts were good um, and that they weren't gendered, but still we weren't getting any kind of, I suppose, diverse applicants applying. It's just the same people. So I think the obvious next step there is to think how else do we change the process? Because if you just keep doing what you've always done, you'll always get the same people applying. And clearly they weren't coming to us. So um, I think we just realised that we'd have to go out and find those different groups of people. And because, like I said, we've got such good networks in London of kind of women-focused tech groups and women-focused data groups, um, we ended up doing a collaboration event with one of those. Um, and I think, I can't remember the exact figures, but I think we ended up getting something like 20% more female applicants to our data scientist roles just as a result of doing that event. So it does have a big impact. Um, so I hope that now as a result of that and how well that went, we will do more of those kind of events. I hope so too. Mm. So is that something you would change then? If you had to change one thing in the industry, would you have a lens more on the recruitment about having them like more women coming through the doors? I think so. Recruitment is definitely a big part of it because mm. um, you need to get people in in the first place. Mm. I think the other part there, and perhaps the bit that's hard to solve, is the actual environment when people get there. So like I said, the, the only one in the room type feeling, um, it's difficult without getting more women in through, through recruitment to do anything about that. So... I think you really have to look at even down to the kind of language that you use. So at work, a lot of people default to he a lot of the time. And I've got a reputation for calling people out on that. But I think it's important because you you, you kind of make people feel excluded if you, if you don't include them. Um, so I work in a team. I think we've got 25-ish data engineers and four of those are women. So it, I'm really passionate about making sure that they don't feel excluded in that group because they're engineers as well, just, just as much as the rest of the people in the team. And I think... One thing that Lloyds has done really well is partnered again with um, an organisation called WISE, which is women in, in STEM fields. Um, so we've held events with them. We, we advertise all our jobs with them as well. And they specifically go out to this huge network of women that they've got across the UK. So I think that kind of visible, I suppose, commitment to doing something about it really helps. Um, but yeah, solving the environment itself is a lot trickier. And I'm not sure that I necessarily have any answers for how to do that. But at least seeing that the company wants to do something helps, for sure. Absolutely. And I don't think any one of us has all the answers to this. And mm -hmm. I think, like you were saying earlier, um, it's all about being part of a network that can support one another. And equally, gender diversity isn't just on the shoulders of women to support. Mm. Um, it's equally on men and women and everybody in between. And I think that's something that we need to all take on us to drive forwards as a team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one last question. What advice would you give to a younger you starting off in the industry? Mm. I think one of the things that I struggled with um, when I was coming coming into the industry was that that imposter syndrome, so that feeling, particularly as I didn't have the kind of traditional STEM background, um, the kind of what am I doing here? I can't <laughs> learn all this stuff because there is a really, really steep learning curve. Mm. As anyone that works in data knows, there's a hell of a lot to learn and it changes so quickly as well. So what you learn today won't necessarily be relevant. You know. It's a dynamic landscape, absolutely. Exactly, yeah. And that's difficult for everybody um, to keep up with. So I think one of the things I did, I, I read um, a newspaper article and it was called There is No Secret Room of Smart People. And this was about politics, um, but it really resonated with me because I used to kind of go around thinking that there was, you know, that there were these really, really smart people that could do all these smart things and that I just couldn't, you know, it wasn't attainable for me. Um, 
So it was literally just a mindset thing. So reading this article, it, it was talking about how, you know, politicians are just trying to muddle their way through just the same way everyone else is. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Like everyone's in that position because everyone has to learn. Everyone, you know, starts from zero and then works their way up. Um, so I think just remembering that, like you might not know everything yet, but yeah, is the key word. Um, it's just ours. It's just putting the time in, meeting the right people, going to these meetups, kind of immersing yourself in, in the industry that you want to be in and you'll get there. And there's no reason why you won't. So yeah, just remember, yes, you don't know it yet, um, but you will do. I think that would be the main thing. It's that mindset shift. Very eloquently put. I completely agree with that. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, Kevin, for your time. Thank you. Um, and if anybody has any questions, feel free to get in touch. Um, I'm sure you'll be happy to help out and we'd love to hear your thoughts. Absolutely. Um, so that's all we've got time for today. Thank you for tuning in to our first ever Data Balance podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give us a like and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Join us next month for more conversations on diversity in data.